Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Humans podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Wittry, and I am a hospice palliative physician, a physician life coach for particularly working moms, and a mother to four children, uh, ages about two to 12, living in Columbus, Ohio. And today we're going to talk all about emotional awareness and why our emotional landscape is so important to us in our personal development and growth as working moms. So often the lens through which we are looking at the world can feel a little bit rigid. And even if it's causing us some discomfort or pain, you know, it's like we're looking at the world through our collective experience, um, life experience, as well as just the thoughts and beliefs that we have repeated over and over that feel very true to us. Uh, Marcel Proust once said, the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. And I think that this is a powerful reminder that our mindset and our awareness as to what's going on um, and playing a role in how we see everything uh, really really emphasizes, you know, how we can have very entrenched beliefs. And if we are able to start to untangle those ever so slightly to shift them, we can find more productive and more fulfilling perspectives. But how in the world do we navigate this emotional journey, especially when emotions in general and trying to befriend them or get to know them more seems like a really daunting thing to do? Emotions are often perceived as elusive states of mind, but in reality, they're tangible experiences that are manifested through physical vibrations or energy in our bodies. So essentially, every emotion we experience is just energy in motion, and our feelings typically originate from our minds and the thoughts that we have but the actual feeling and emotions, those are felt and experienced within our bodies. Uh, it's worth noting that sometimes our emotions arise so quickly that we struggle to be able to pinpoint, you know, the thought that triggered the particular emotion. Um, in these cases, our thoughts that we have are, you know, interpreting the physical sensations that we're having. And so that is shaping then our, you know, ongoing emotional experience. So for example, if we uh, maybe notice the time is, uh, you know, 10 minutes till we need to leave work to pick up our kids, we might have a thought of, oh my gosh, oh crap, I got to get going, blah, blah, blah. you know, those kind of um, thoughts go in our minds and then we don't, we're not aware of those things, but all of a sudden we feel sensations in our bodies, like maybe we feel a little bit of shortness of breath, or we feel our heartbeat uh, increase, we can maybe feel like a buzzing kind of sensation um, that just sort of tells our bodies, you know, we're in a more activated um, state. And then we may not have experienced, you know, the thoughts or like be aware of the thoughts that we had that led to those sensations. But once we can kind of feel that we're a little bit anxious or a little bit stressed, then we, you know, make make that mean something and have thoughts about that particular experience. So I think the important takeaway here is just to 
know that, you know, the emotions we have, they don't just happen to us from external circumstances. They're actually created by, um, you know, the sensations and things that we take in around us and kind of within us, as well as our thoughts, even if we are not aware of the particular thought that is causing um, the release of different uh, neurotransmitters and hormones and everything that creates that felt uh, sensations of what we think of as a feeling or an emotion. So we as mammals, we all share basic emotions like fear and anger, um, but humans have evolved more complex social emotions, including things like shame, guilt, pride, uh, and these are influenced by us being aware of other people's thoughts and feelings about us. And so that, um, you know, connection that we have to others and uh, kind of what other people think of us, it matters a lot to us. Um, and our emotions that are, again, produced by the thoughts and chemicals that um, chemical reactions in the brain, they're not governed by, you know, a love or a hate chemical right? Or just like one thing, um, usually a, a blend of numerous different neurotransmitters are interacting. And so we rarely feel just one pure emotion at any given moment, because think of how, how many thoughts a day we have, right? Like 30 to 40,000 thoughts run through our mind every single day. So this is, we can't, it's very hard to just separate one out at a time that is creating our experience and, you know, the thought creating our feeling, um, model is evidence for that fact that it's just hard to separate out one single pure thought and one single pure emotion. Um, but understanding that emotions are just natural chemical reactions, I think this can help us normalize them more as a part of our, our physiology and just our human experience. Um, the interesting thing, I think, is that certain emotions like excitement and fear, for example, these trigger really similar physiologic responses. So the distinction between these and how we experience them as individuals is really a matter of, you know, our own unique interpretation in a specific context. So an example of this is, let's say that you are, you have the chance to cliff jump into a lake and, you know, it's a very high uh, high cliff and it's awesome and it's kind of exhilarating, exciting. Maybe you you feel like a sense of your heart pounding and like a tightness in your throat. And really these things could signal either excitement or fear. And what you experience really depends on the thoughts that you're having, whether you're like, this is so cool. I can't believe I'm going to do this. It's so exciting. Awesome. Or it's like, I'm going to die. This is a terrible idea. Right. Those both those thoughts can both create those um, those sensations that can be the same, but how we experience it is is different based on our own unique experiences and beliefs. And so, one important takeaway I keep coming back to throughout my coaching journey is that when we realize that emotions are not something we need to fear or that we are worry have to worry that's going to like suck us under and and uh, keep us you know, tied down, not able to go about our, our normal days and functions and roles that we need to. But if we just remember that emotions are just feelings in the body, they're just physical sensations caused by neurochemicals and the thoughts that we think. 
And so we don't have to resist them or, you know, ignore them. We can allow them to just kind of come and go and flow in and flow out freely. Um, and I think this can really help us to tap into the importance of emotional intelligence and developing that emotional awareness of our own personal landscape. Um, there's so many benefits of that that we could talk about for a very long time and we will get to in future episodes. But by holding space for our emotions without judging them, we are able to really empower ourselves to just acknowledge that that emotion is valid, right? And recognizing that, you know, whatever feeling you're having is not a problem that needs to be fixed, but it's just signals, it's just messaging of the inner experiences and thoughts that we're having. So it's like saying, of course I'm feeling this way. Like, look at the thoughts I'm having here. It makes total sense now. And I'm in control. Like, I have awareness of why it's happening. And, you know, it's not happening to me. It's kind of a matter of what I'm thinking and then what that creates in my uh, my body. And that is my experience and of that particular emotion. And there are very, very valid emotions that we don't want to suppress, right? There are absolutely situations where it makes total sense that we are experiencing sadness or grief or anger. And the goal is not to try to change our thoughts to change our feeling in those situations, because it is completely reasonable and expected that you would have that emotional um, response to certain things that are absolutely um, likely to cause that. So, you know, I think that this understanding and kind of framework as we approach emotions can help align with the concept of, you know, increasing our emotional intelligence. And this is essentially our ability to understand, to use, and to manage our own emotions effectively, both in our own lives and then absolutely in our connections to others and to the world. And one first step of increasing our own emotional awareness is being able to identify what our go-to or default emotions are. And then as we start to get a sense of that, then kind of digging under the surface a little bit to see if we can find any recurring thoughts that tend to be associated with these emotions. Um, these thoughts, they often trigger this chemical reaction in our bodies, like we talked about, that influences our you know, own unique emotional landscape, so to speak. And it's really essential to remember that emotions, they don't define us. They're not, you know, a character deficiency or um, an identity or anything like that. And so making this distinction is really empowering, I think, to choose which emotions we want to cultivate more of on purpose. And overall, no matter what emotions we're experiencing, to be able to have that skill of separating ourselves as different from the emotion that we are experiencing. So, you know, I think it's really common to hear like, well, I'm just an anxious person or I'm just a, you know, happy-go-lucky person. And I think it's important to, you know, take a, a closer look at that and um, start to shift to, well, I'm a person who have who's having anxious thoughts or I'm a person who's having, you know, really positive, uplifting thoughts. Um, because we're all so unique in our combinations of thoughts and feelings and kind of the default pathways that we all take. 
Um, but the truth is that, you know, our thoughts are things that can be adjusted over time. And if they're, if we're bringing more awareness to them, we can sort of bring more attention to how they are affecting um, our emotional experience and then essentially our experience of the world. Um, and emotions are by nature, they're transient, they're short lived. Um, so they're not, they might feel like you're kind of stuck in a feeling. Um, but the physiologic response and kind of um, neurochemical reaction is only lasts for about 90 seconds to 120 seconds. So I think where we often get into more struggle with emotions, especially the more challenging emotions, is that we resist them so much um, or we kind of, you know, we have all different ways of trying to cope with them and trying to get through them as, as quickly as possible. So we're essentially like white knuckling our way through, trying to get to the other side. And that can create more struggle and suffering than if we just sort of allowed them and opened up to them and were able to, um, you know, kind of ride the wave of the emotion, so to speak. Emotions span such a broad spectrum, all the way from sorrow and grief to joy they really do enrich our experience of being a human and embracing this diversity and broad, broad spectrum of human emotion, I think can open us up to a more vibrant and full life where, you know, bitter moments and experiencing them fully um, is able to really enhance our appreciation of the joy filled, um, you know, expansive ones that we have as well. And I just want to encourage you that if you are considering um, doing more of this work and doing more of this inner, inner um, analysis and work for your own personal growth, that there are many, many benefits of increasing emotional capacity and awareness in your life. So particularly for working moms and, you know, um, people working in medicine and raising children like myself. Um, but this applies to these benefits apply to so many others as well. Um, we know that when we work on increasing our emotional intelligence, our emotional awareness and kind of regulation skills over time, then we are better able to manage our stress with all the different demands that we have um, and the stressors and, you know, unanticipated, unexpected things that come our way. Um, it helps us to be able to balance our various responsibilities more um, resiliently and understanding that, you know, the emotions and responses we're having, um, we are able to kind of flow through more easily. Um, emotional awareness helps our communication, both at home with our loved ones and also um, in our areas of work and being able to better express and understand our own thoughts and feelings um, fosters better relationships with everyone in our lives, but um, in all the different realms you are um, interacting with others. It also helps to support our general uh, mental and emotional wellness and health. So, so commonly, you know, as working moms, we have feelings that um, can be very, very intense uh, with like mom guilt or being inadequate or feeling overwhelmed due to so many competing demands. When we are able to develop our emotional capacity and awareness, this helps us to recognize these and reduce the risk of, you know, mental health issues developing, like um, worsening anxiety or depression. When we have more awareness, we can, you know, know what we're experiencing and then turn to tools that we can know, 
that we know will help us to regulate our emotions. Um, it also is beneficial for helping us with our decision making um, because we are able to just make more informed and rational decisions and have you know, better outcomes in our lives that are more in line with our values. Um, I think a big one is just being able to be emotionally intelligent and have good solid regulation practices um, to kind of navigate the, the challenges of life can be super, super powerful for our children and just modeling the, the skills and how it looks. I think, you know, our generation is kind of the first one that's able to really understand this. And as we're discovering more in like the neuroscience and psychology world and all that, I'm hopeful that it will just continue to expand and that our children and our children's children will be able to grow up with so much more discussion and modeling of um, what emotional awareness and regulation look like. And then lastly, the last benefit, I mean, there's many more, but um, resilience is something that I think we're all looking for in increasing our capacity and our resilience in being able to overcome setbacks, adapt to change, you know, be more flexible. Um, and certainly this work is critical in that goal as well. So increasing our emotional awareness, our emotional capacity um, is super, super empowering as a working mom trying to, you know, wear all of the hats. And it just really does help you in your ability to feel like you are able to thrive in your roles and have greater well-being, resilience, and just overall, um, you know, satisfaction. So in closing for today, I think I would just encourage you to ask yourself, you know, what is your emotional spectrum like? How wide is it? Are there um, emotions that you are resistant to feeling and maybe just be curious about those? Um, we'll talk more next week about some of the common ways that we tend to approach our more uncomfortable or negative emotions and what that looks like. Um, and then, yeah, Brene Brown, the great. Uh, she is uh, quoted to say, and I think it's such a, an appropriate thing to end this episode, is just that we cannot selectively numb our emotions. And when we numb the painful ones, right, the uncomfortable ones, we also numb the positive ones. And so I encourage you this week to reflect on embracing that full spectrum of human emotions and just start to be open to letting your emotions and your emotional experience to guide you um, into, you know, your roles in life and kind of the, the wholeness that is possible for you. Uh, I appreciate you for listening in. I hope that you were able to resonate with some things in this episode and please share, um, rate and review the podcast. And I will see you all here next week. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Goodbye.